Hey, is this thing on? Spit on the microphone. <laughs> Welcome to Successfully Screwed, a weekly podcast with Ashley Owens and Sarah Rosenberg. What the hell is this about? I don't even know where I'm starting. Is that where I'm starting? Well, this is about how business owners screw up their fuck ups. If you're a business owner, you know the definition of hard work, frustration, second guessing, imposter syndrome, and everything in between. And then you look around on social media or on CNBC and the success of others and you wonder, damn, when is that going to happen for me? Will it ever happen for me? The hell am I doing wrong? And what the fuck am I doing wrong? Hey, guess what? Everybody says that. There are a lot of other podcasts out there that are positively motivational. Those are cool because they give you those warm, fuzzy, woohoo feeling. But the Successfully Screwed podcast takes a different approach to kicking you in the pants, to kicking you in the ass, in an attempt to motivate you to hang in there and keep grinding. We talk about the fuck-ups and how successful entrepreneurs overcome them because that is its own kind of motivation. We also give you that Schadenfreude factor. God damn it. Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. Google it. On this episode, we talk to... You've had that feeling before. You've had a great idea to help your business grow. You get all excited about it. And then a few days go by and you lose all of your motivation, no matter how good of an idea it was. If you listen to the Successfully Screwed podcast, you probably noticed that most of our guests list support and accountability as one of their key factors in business success. We've noticed that too and decided to create an effective and affordable way to help business owners reach their goals and level up. So welcome to the Successfully Accountable Accountability Groups. Well, how does it work? You're matched up with an accountability group according to your goals and business type, as well as your experience, and groups meet via Zoom. Is it good for you? Probably. If you're a business owner who wants to get things done and level up, then yes. If you're willing to commit to your group and show up and contribute, then definitely. Can you benefit from a little accountability? Yep. Want to talk about it learn more? Let's find out. Visit SuccessfullyAccountable.com. Welcome to the Successfully Screwed Podcast. I am your extrovert, Ashley Owens. And I'm your introvert, Sarah Rosenberg. And today we have uh, one hell of a guest today. She found us through Instagram, which is really exciting because our audience is growing. We have Andy Schumacher. And Andy runs a business called Little Shoe Studios. Before the podcast, we talked to her a little bit about her, um, just kind of her likes and dislikes. And I'm really excited to talk to this broad. She's going to be amazing. So before we start talking and moving forward sarah what is your low point of the week besides you know everything going on in besides the my crushing week? depression um, oh my God, dude. so is, talk about that well you know what i feel like i talk about it lately like every single time so i'm going to talk about something else um okay. today yeah. i happen to be out of the darkness for a minute so we're gonna talk about something else um, okay, yeah. so when as you know i've been trying to figure out levels of membership for my business And about a year ago, I took on this guy who didn't fit the parameters of my business at all, but he had an idea that he wanted to do with me that I thought maybe I could work into a, um, like an upper level of my business and charge more for it. So I said, fine, in exchange for my regular fee, help me figure this out. Fine. A year later, like I can't, it, 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 he, he throws so much work that's beyond the scope of my business at me and expects me to do it for 35 bucks a month. 
and it's literally hours of stuff. And I can't wrap my head around where the fuck he has the balls to continue to ask me to do stuff without expectation of me invoicing him at all. And it's insane. It's crazy. And I'm trying, again, I I have problems getting out of relationships, as you know, and this will probably like blow up in my face, but I don't understand where people come off like taking advantage of situations like that. Can I play devil's advocate for a minute? Yes. You're going to hate me, but this is why we're partners. How much leeway did you give him in the very beginning? Because the expectation, sometimes people take advantage. Yeah. But okay. you know what? at some point, like you're like normal people, maybe not so normal people be like, hey, you know what? I'm giving you a lot of work. Is it still okay? to? So that's aggressive. Like meaning like you're absolutely right. Like why would you give someone additional work? Right. It blows without and, asking. And me because I'm so nice and I want everyone to love me. Like I don't say anything, oh, but like it gets to the point where I... I become super resentful and then I don't know how to get out of the situation because then you call me you're like can you call this person (laughs) right Ashley could you help me here but like but but then they act like well why didn't you tell me before well why didn't you say something to me before whatever right and that's the challenge so setting those expectations it's like honestly we, we and the reason why I'm saying this is like it's really fucking hard to feel that you have the value to or to recognize you know you have value right at the end of the day you know what you provide is value but you're always going to want to help people because that's the nature of your business right so when it comes down to it when you figure out what you're actually worth per hour in order to survive so i've had to get better at being like hey no like i'll make an intro but don't expect me to give you seven like you can google this like i've had to pull myself back i had a client recently who asked me for more resources and i'm like you know what you should just google it because the hey, 15 minutes the can take out. you all that like when, when, when has it ever been, I was telling you this the other day, when has it ever been acceptable to do the things that some of our clients or some of our strategic partners do um, on our end? So like if we ever did what they did, how the fuck has that ever been acceptable practices? It's insane. And it's like, it's so nope. frustrating. So frustrating. Now, are you done with him? What's the next step? How, lessons learned. So let's talk about this. So at the moment, what did you learn? I'm ignoring him right now. Don't ignore. You gotta tell him. But I'm be like, hey, I'm gonna be like, look, dude, I've surpassed the amount of time that I've allotted for you this month, and I'm done. So if you want to pay me more, great. I don't necessarily have the time. Or here's someone that you can go to and you know pay them forty bucks an hour to do it. Dude, so. you're, you should be way more than forty dollars an hour. I don't want to do his work at this point. They don't do his work. <gasps> it's crazy. Is it admin work? Like, he's, he's obviously, he's taking advantage. Yeah, so mm-hmm. Totally admin work. You don't have time for admin work, Sarah. We don't have time. Your, your life gives me anxiety. Yeah. Can I, I'll help you at the template. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. I can be, I can turn on the passive aggressive. I know. Mm, I know. It's aggressive. Okay. What's your trying. low point this week? I didn't go to the gym. Went to the gym once. Um, trying to get better at work-life balance a little bit because I'm starting to get fat and I'm starting to get like sluggish and I'm starting to get overwhelmed again. Mm. Same thing every week, you know. Don't do I haven't that. learned. Um, and 
doing and prioritizing. So I was a little, I was very unfocused this week. Like I would start one thing and then jump around. Um, and I wouldn't actually finish a task. If I did, it would be kind of half-assed. And there were certain days that I would get a lot of stuff done. Like today I'm working on rebuilding the website, right? So my entire day, my first half of my day was supposed to be working on QuickBooks. My second half of the day was supposed to be working on a, on a client. And the whole day has been dedicated to the, the website, which is good because once it's done, it's done. Yeah. Like putting together the PowerPoint yeah. for my guy to do it. And um, I took a shower, which I typically don't take a shower until like four o'clock in the afternoon because I wake up and I go right to work. So I'm trying to get better and um, some things got canceled today, which is good, but I'm going to work in throughout the night because I want to, you know, work on stuff with you and, and trying to get this kind of moving forward. So tomorrow, oh, by the way, tomorrow I'm doing that podcast um, uh, conference tomorrow oh, right, all right, day right. from nine to four in Camden. Yeah. So I'll report back on that. Um, but yeah, that my low point was super unfocused this week. Um, and yeah. All that, all that jazz. Andy. All right. You're up. Andy, tell us about what you do and how you mm. got started and all that happy stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So Little Shoes Studios started very unexpectedly. I didn't go into it thinking that I was going to start a business. Um, it actually began with an unpaid internship right out of college. So I was fresh out of college, did the Google search, um, you know, I wanted to get into film primarily. Originally, my goal was like Hollywood style films, but your goals, your goals evolve. Um, I, I was, I, it's not you. I was pointing to Ashley because that's like her thing. So that, yeah, sorry. I have me on mute and I was screaming. I was super excited. So continue. Sorry. <laughs> no worries. You confused me for a second. Um, so right out of college, I wanted to get into film, did the Google search and couldn't come up with any kind of actual job. So I went with an unpaid internship. Um, originally, this sounded like a great idea. There was a team full of professionals in the field that I wanted to get into. They, were, they seemed eager to teach me and kind of pass on that mentorship. Um, unfortunately, what I learned is that instead, the mentors that I chose really rooted in me some deep limiting core beliefs about my value. And what that looked like monetarily. So I started out, I mean, getting no money for my work. And as my work got better and better, and I was taking their feedback and using it, and I was spending more time on projects, um, I wasn't getting paid anymore. I completed the internship hours, and they agreed to pay me per contract, which I was excited about. Um, but how it actually ended was a screaming match with my former boss on the streets of Chicago. So I was, I'm like five feet tall, I'm really tiny. Um, I, my voice gets shaky and I cry when I'm frustrated, which I mean, I think happens to a lot of us naturally. It's just our physiological response. Um, so he underpaid me for a project that we had agreed on a set amount that I was going to be paid. And his argument was that I did it incorrectly so this is, let me backtrack a little bit. This is a two hour film project. So tons of footage, tons of time that goes into editing it. And he was going to pay me about a hundred dollars. Was this a, a job out of college or this was with your intern position? Uh, so it was right after college once I finished the internship. But it was so, the same boss? Yep, same, same boss. Got it. 
So he yeah. knew you work, he knew what you were capable of doing, you have better relationship, and he still... Absolutely. But he also knew she was doing work for free for him, and that's what he was used to. Ah, uh, Exactly. Exactly. So the fight, how it actually happened was, I was flat out like, this is not what we agreed upon. This is not okay. You know, I'm struggling to eat. I'm working a second part-time job. I'm, I have to pay rent. I live in Chicago. It's not cheap. Um, so we're fighting on the streets of Chicago. We're screaming at each other. People are looking. And I was like, dude, I have to pay rent. And he looked at me and he goes, it's not my job to worry about your rent. So I, I just looked at him and I said, fuck you. And I got in my car and I drove away. How and, long had you been working for him at that point? Um, I mean, over it a year. Matter, but I'm just curious. Okay, so it's, that's a pretty good amount of time. Yeah, I, I mean, I had no intentions of quitting that day. It was still some sort of income. I still had rent to pay and I just got in my car and I was like, that, that's too far. That's the boundary that yeah. I need to draw that I should have drawn a long time ago. Um, but like you said, you know, when you first get into it and you don't draw those boundaries right away, that's what they learn. And yes, and, and yeah. internships are fine because you do mm-hmm. learn a lot um, and you do kind of build up that experience and hopefully get that mentorship. But once it converts into a job, um, there there has to be some sort of recognition that, all right, this is a job now and you have to treat me, especially if you yourself are treating it like a job and you're doing yeah. your work and you're consistently performing well, um, you know, to pull out the whole, well, you didn't do a good job at the end is like ridiculous. That's, yeah. that's leading it to the very end. Yeah. Like that's, that's like giving, that's like giving a, a performance review and not telling them, and not telling you know you what you've done incorrectly, and just waited into the performance review to say, well, you screwed up six months ago. I've had that. Right, up. like what? It's obnoxious. It is obnoxious. Um, it's also unfair, and I think it's disrespectful. I think that you've been given him how much? How much time were you in that internship for before you turned it into a position? So I was in the internship for about six months, and then a, a paid position for another six months. Jesus Christ, it's a whole fucking year. But you know what? I just want to recognize that you put your foot down. Yeah, which a lot of people wouldn't have. short amount of time mm-hmm. that most, um, not even people, most women would be like, okay, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Like they would kind yeah. of throw up their hands, especially if a man was yelling at them. And I don't like to make this up, you know, a gender versus gender situation let's do it let's do it it was though for sure it absolutely was also like you're young and you were younger then and just out of high uh, out of college i would think you know a lot of people would take a lot before they would be like no that's my line i gotta go you know so kudos for you for recognizing that really early yeah Um, thank you putting up with it so when you got in the car and you drove away what was going through your head about what you were going to do now um a whole lot of oh fuck what am I going to do now (laughs) (laughs) um I guess I initially I didn't realize that what I was doing was starting a business and building that foundation for my entrepreneurial journey after um so I continued working my part-time job, and then I considered myself a freelancer Good. Um, for a little bit, which 
was not really helpful. Um, and then I started building up my team more and more. I met with a friend from high school, actually, and I was doing the film side and he was more photography side. So we decided to um, Skillshare with each other and double our skill set. And from there, it just kind of blossomed. Like we learned that working as a team is better and that when you value your artists and your, the people that you work with, they give you better work. Um, and the environment is better. The community that you build is just a better environment for producing the quality and um, the kind of business that you want to run. So that's one of the values that um, runs my whole business is that I value the people that I work with. They work with me, not um, for me. And we, we get shit done together. It sounds like they have an investment in your business. Like you make them a part of your business as opposed to just giving them assignments to you. Exactly. It's collaborative. I encourage everyone on my team to um, come up with their own ideas, find their, find clients that they want to work with and that we all believe in. Um, it's a very, it's a nurturing environment, which is such a huge contrast to what I was in previously. So Andy, do you think that because you were an athlete that that team-like atmosphere was more of a, uh, of a, of an easier transition? Like that's what you respond well to? Absolutely. Um, and I, one of my favorite things about my journey is that I looked for mentors in professional adults in my field, and that didn't work. Where I found my best mentors was coaching youth ho ice hockey. No kidding. Um, the six to eight-year-old team that I coached, there was about 11 of them, I think, they're where I found my most inspirational um, moments, when these little kids taught me these values that I needed to know for my business and oh, as being give an example. You gotta be give an example. Little for minutes. example, this is one of my favorites. And remember, these are six to eight year olds. These are children, none over the um, over third grade. And we we had a little bit of issues with a child who um, would act out occasionally, push his teammates, uh, things like that. And um, we one of the kids had gotten pushed or bullied by this kid earlier in practice. And then they were sitting on the bench and he puts his arm around him and like says something nice. And I, I was like really, really proud in the moment, obviously. But afterwards I asked him, I was like, Brian, like what, what encouraged you to do that? And he was like, you know, we're, we're all on a team together. Some of us need to work on our shooting. Some of us need to work on our passing and some of us need to work on um, being connected to each other. So if I can help him do that, then that's going to make us all a better team. And I was like, hold the phone. You are six. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Did you shake the hand of the parents? Like, what the hell really? are you feeding Absolutely. You? I still keep in touch with the parents because oh. I was like, your values are the kind of people that I want in my life. Um, wow. So I found these mentors in a place that I never would have expected, in my part-time job that I was working to make ends meet. In a six-year-old. Um, in a six-year-old. Six but I have carried those values with me um, all the way till now. And I found more value in that than the owners of the business that I was an unpaid intern at. Yeah, that's crazy. All right. So we're going to break here. When we come back, I want to talk about the queerpreneur um, community and why you think it's important to kind of designate yourself that way. Um, and I also want to come back and learn about the resources that you absolutely cannot live without. Sounds great. 
Same old thinking, same old results. We think all entrepreneurs need a helping hand to pick brains, a kick in the butt, a fresh set of eyes, a reality check to bounce ideas off a third party. So you might need a successfully screwed support session. It's a get unstuck strategy. Having someone to not only discuss an issue going on in your business, but also having a neutral third party help to create a plan to move forward is so important. Our support sessions are typically one time, intense, sit down, and when we're done, you'll have a clear view of what the problem actually is. A neutral, unemotional outlook on your business. A workable action plan to get you over the hump and back on track. Access to resources and professionals that can further provide you guidance. Relief in knowing you have a support and a plan to move forward. And renewed excitement about your vision and business goals. Visit Successfully Screwed Podcast slash at a low point. Welcome back to the Successfully Screwed Podcast with Ashley Owens and Sarah Rosenberg. We have the pleasure and the absolute privilege to be interviewing uh, Andy Schumacher from Colorado. But so far, we've had a few people coming, calling us from like Canada and Alaska, which we know that we're famous now. So And Texas. And Texas and Florida. Florida doesn't count. Florida is not um, but this is super exciting. So Andy, we're so thrilled to have you on, but what we really loved um, from the first part of your interview is that you've learned everything about what it takes to be an entrepreneur, specifically from an instance when uh, coaching a six-year-old on a hockey team. I mean, that to me is fantastic. So Sarah, I know you had a question for her regarding um, her branding. Yeah. So um, Andy, you do branding, social media, video, photography, all the whole package when it comes to like digital marketing for your clients. Um, and I noticed we connected on Instagram and I noticed you, you use the hashtag queerpreneur um, on your stuff. So talk to us a little bit about that um, and, and the like LGBTQ community business um, mm-hmm. stuff and why you think it's important to kind of designate yourself that way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so a lot of this relates back to that first story when I had a heterosexual white male older than me screaming at me on the side of the street telling me that it didn't matter if I could pay my rent or not. Um, so with the queerpreneur, I I went back and forth a lot about whether I wanted to be branded as a part of the community or whether that should be on the forefront. Um, And what I've learned in my experience is that a lot of queer people already have this, they have a metaphorical heterosexual older white man yelling at them on the street. Mm -hmm. Um, It's an experience that a lot of us share. I just had a very tangible version of it. Um, So it's really important to me to provide coaching and um, that community that is actually relevant to those people. Um, Hearing the same messages over and over again from the heteronormative marketing and culture that we have isn't helpful to the queerpreneur when we have to kind of find a different path and um, trailblaze our journey a little bit more. Yeah, and I think so too. I think it becomes a situation sometimes where you have to create your own situation so that you have options to be independent, to not, and this is life in general, but business also, to be independent, to not depend on that white guy. You you know what I mean? Um, The white straight guy. Like you, you have to create your own way 
mm-hmm. so that you have the ability to live your life the way you want to live it. And if somebody wants to fucking judge you about it, fuck you, don't hire me then. You, you know what I mean? Like you, you have yeah. options at that point. Yeah, exactly. And hopefully other entrepreneurs or queerpreneurs more specifically can can see me as an example of being unapologetic in how I present myself, how my business presents itself. And exactly, we have that very strong, we work with clients based on shared values. Right. So if you're not down with our values, we're probably not a good fit. Right, get the fuck out. Yeah, and that's okay. That's yeah. a boundary that's okay for us to set. So right. what are those top three values, speaking of them? Um, for me particularly, and since I run the business, um, integrity is especially important to me. Being everything that I do has to be in line with who I am, um, and it has to be true to me. I can't lie very easily. I just, I can't, I can't do that. Um, it's not, it's not it's true to me. It's fun when you get good at it. It's really fun when you get good at it. <laughs> yeah, oh, I believe it. I can story tell though, which is Ooh, a different thing. See, I'm an so. awful storyteller. I go right to the punchline because I'm excited about it. Oh, and yeah. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't understand how to do an arc. So good for um, you. Yep. That arc's important. Yes. Um, compassion is extremely important to me. Everything that I do, I have to show compassion for people. Um, and, um, what was it? Integrity, compassion, and autonomy is my third. It's really important to me to be independent, but also to be able to do things on my own. Um, And that's another thing that I encourage with my clients is that I want to teach them about the things. I want to teach them about social media. I want to teach them about web design so that they have the tools themselves to be successful. My goal isn't for my clients to necessarily be my clients forever, um, in a coaching sense for photography and video, of course, we can collaborate for eons, but um, having them have that autonomy too is really important to me. What kinds of companies do you enjoy working with specifically for your service offerings? Um, I really enjoy working with socially progressive and okay. impact-driven businesses. So, so for example? For example, um, let's see, one of my friends was starting a clothing company for um gender neutral or gender universal was the term that she used um gender universal clothing and that really spoke to me because it's something that is actively changing the world it's um giving people like me the ability to feel comfortable in what we're wearing um, on a regular basis but also in a business sense and i think that is it literally has the power to change the world um, so any kind of business like that, I, I'm down to work with. Um, we work a lot in the cannabis industry since I'm in Colorado, um, in Denver specifically. Um, and that's another thing, normalizing that culture and as a medication, those are the kinds of businesses that I want to work with. That's awesome. That's awesome. So Sarah, do you have any questions before we go over to resources? Because I am super excited this. about resources. I am too. I am too. Because read we read your stuff. Okay. So, my dear Andy, uh, do you go by Andrea or Andy? Oh, wait. Can I ask a question? Oh, never mind. Yeah. I want to know if you had the opportunity, what would you tell your boss that was screaming at you in the street right now? Hmm. That's a really good question. Um, I think it would just, honestly, I would say thank you. And that's probably not the answer that I would have given you went right after it happened. Sure. Um, but that is literally the catalyst that helped me find my value and realize that how much was in my bank account was not related to my value. 
being female was not related to my value, being queer was not related to my value, being young, creative, I didn't have to be in that starving artist position. And none of that would have happened if I didn't look him in the face and say, fuck you. Um, so thank you. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to grow and transform into who I am today. But you are still a douchebag, so yeah. to make still sure we know. You're a way better person than Sarah or I. We right? different ways of like, destroying them internally. There would be like bomb scares every day in their office. Oh, oh yeah. On their desk, you know, the, the normal stuff. Wow, that's pretty impressive. That's really incredible. Resources. Resources. All right, Andy. What are your three resources that you cannot live without? Yeah, my three top resources. Number one is cannabis. Um, I know it sounds crazy that a successful business owner and entrepreneur can use cannabis. Um, You need to manage your stress. Yeah, I'm a very anxious person and it affects everybody differently. So I'm not saying my um, technique is applicable to everybody, but there's a level of business high is what my colleagues joke where I, I function better. I have the anxiety under control. I can think clearly. I can articulate what I mean. Um, and it just works for me. It works as an anxious introvert to help me calm down. I love it. No, I yeah. think that anybody that can do that without getting, like the stigma I think is just so, uh, it's just so stupid now because there is, there's a, you gotta be a little screwy to start your own business. Like you gotta be a little bit of a weirdo. Something's gotta be a little off. So instead of, you know, running yourself to the ground and and taking your mental health, not seriously, being able to utilize something that is legal and being able to utilize something that there's scientific facts behind about how it can relieve the stress. It can relieve the anxiety without hurting anybody and not hurting yourself. Why the fuck not? Like, why is it not, you know, and some people like it and some people don't. So either you can go out and you can drink your worries away, you can sit down, be productive with smoking some weed. I mean, yeah, it doesn't have to be a big deal. No, no. And I agree. (laughs) All right. Uh, Yeah. So two more. Um, Instagram. So I think it's incredible that I found you two through Instagram, um, as well as I've made countless connections. I think the social media world gets a bad rep for being in, inauthentic and um, not genuine, but it has so much potential to be those things when we humanize it and when we use it for personal um, interconnection and growing our businesses and making those authentic, authentic connections based on values. We can connect across the country. Um, it also provides a really great platform to show your brand and who you are visually and really easily. And so I love that. I love the creative freedom with it. And I love the personal aspect. I have a question for you, Andy, since you're in the social media space. So it has been changing rapidly for the past five to 10 years. So what would you think besides video and, you know, long form, uh, long form communication and, and, you know, podcasting and things like that, what would you say, what did you predict to be the next uh, most valuable tool that you can use on social media to expand your brand and to build that growth within your own within your own business. Yeah, so part of um, my position is being a little bit risky with technology, and one of the things that we've invested in and started exploring is virtual reality. Um, we have a 360 degree camera where we can go in and take photographs or video of the inside of a business. Um, since I'm in Colorado, I go into nature a lot and capture that. And then we can bring that to somebody with one of the VR headsets 
and they can experience that the business place, the nature, whatever it is, um, right there. And I really, I strongly believe that's where this is going next. Currently, social media has some capabilities, but not, not enough. Um, but the technology and social media is going to catch up quick. So the last, uh, the last resource, my dear. Um, my last resource, I don't know if this is cheating, but my camera. <laughs> um, I absolutely love my camera. It's nothing fancy. I have only had one camera since I started. And it's, um, it's just my outlet, my medium for capturing creative, cre capturing the world in a creative way. Um, I'm a strong believer that the equipment doesn't make the artist, mm -hmm. but the artist makes the equipment. Yeah. Um, that being said, equipment obviously helps in a lot of ways. I can't capture VR without the camera specifically. Of course, but it's your eye that's taking the picture and taking yeah. the imagery and telling the story. I think it's yeah. brilliant. Oh, that's so exciting. I can't wait to see, I'm going to go back and check out your VR stuff. Because that's, yeah. that's, I, I had a chance to, to do um, a video game in virtual reality and it was trippy. It was nuts. It's incredible. It's it's unreal what we're going to be able to do in the future. All right, last part, second to last part is rapid fire questions. Rapid fire questions. Andy, the way the rapid fire questions works is that Sarah and I are going to give you two questions each and you have to answer them rapid fire. Sarah's questions are typically inspirational, motivational, while my questions are stupid and idiotic. So Sarah, if you would so be obliged, ask the first rapid fire question. Sure. All right, my first question is, Andy, what is the title of your TED Talk? Ooh, um, I'm going to go with The Superpower of Being Supremely Human. <laughs> I'm really into the idea of uh, humanity, especially in the age of technology and yeah. how we can blend those. All right, Andy, if you could get a yacht, what would you call it? Ooh, uh, a yacht. I would probably call it something superhero related. Um, Robin has always been my favorite, so we'll go with the boy wonder. Yes. Oh, I love it. All right. My last question, Andy, is in your opinion, what are the three traits that a successful entrepreneur needs to have? Mm, resilience is huge. You have to be able to get through all of those obstacles, even when, even when you fail, um, you got to just fail harder and fail better. Uh, I would say... Hard work. Hard work is definitely a big part of it. It's not easy. Um, there's a lot that needs to be done to be an entrepreneur. And lastly, I'm going to go with a little, a little nuts. You got to be willing to take those big risks. Um, you got to be willing to lay it all on the line and kind of risk everything to build the life that you want. Which is a little crazy. Yeah. A little screw in the head. No, but so good. worth it. Awesome. All right, last question. Uh, hold on. Um, there's, I'm looking at 250 questions, so I'm trying to figure out the best one. <laughs> um, what, is, what is the most common compliment that people give you? Ooh, um, people say that I have really cool eyes, which is interesting because they're brown. So or, that's- Are they poop brown? Because I got shit brown eyes. <laughs> they're actually not. So in, if you go into sunlight or if sometimes in photo shoots, they get gold rings in them, kind of like a tree stump. Um, so they're very unique brown eyes and I'm very grateful for them. Well, you got Instagram eyeballs. Instagram eyeballs. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll post a picture soon. How about that? I'll tag you. Yep, perfect. <laughs> All right. The last part of this is a giveaway, the favorite part of our podcast. So my dear, what are you giving away to the audience? So I will be giving away a one hour coaching session to figure out how to make things like your social media um, more human, uh, how to blend your digital and analog, wor analog worlds to really get your branding message correctly. We're stealing that. We're going to rig it. Go for it. Yep. Another one that we need to use our stalker accounts for. Mm, that's right. <laughs> we give these uh, uh, giveaways once a month away. So Sarah and I always get really excited about the giveaways because then we try to make us win because we need yeah. <laughs> Oh, you have to. <laughs> All right, my dear. Thank you, Andy, so much for being part of the Successories Group podcast. Sarah, do you have any last words for Andy today? I don't, but thank you, Andy, for coming on and being super transparent and helping all of us. And for being wildly impressive. It's a little obnoxious at all. Because you you're like so young and we're old and it's annoying. But we're old and cranky. Anyway. <laughs> we're just There's cranky. no such thing. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me on. It's been an honor. Beautiful. Thank you so much. All right, everybody. Stay successful, stay screwed, and stay tuned.